Right. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good? Take your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 8. And while you're doing that, um, just kind of give me, give me a moment, just kind of share a little bit about some upcoming events. First of all, we have that conference coming up, which is, man, I can't believe it's September. Football season starting next weekend. It's a good time to call an audible, you know, if you're going to call an audible. Um, so looking forward to, to September rolling in, the fall. Uh, Andy Glover is going to be coming with, uh, with Chris Cruz at our conference, and I believe they're going to take the whole Father Heart up another level. And so I would really encourage you guys to jump in on that. Um, our school of ministry is starting on the 22nd. We have, I, I got to say this right, we have 45 people through, going through the process, right? Yeah, okay, good. So that's awesome for us in terms of our students. And, uh, and next Sunday night, I don't know if you guys know, but next Sunday night at Forerunner Christian Fellowship, Heidi Baker's in town. Now, I don't know if you guys know who Heidi Baker is. Uh, if you're in revival circles, kind of where we travel, um, everyone pretty much knows who Heidi is. Well, she'll be in the San Francisco Bay Area. She'll be here uh, in Fremont, actually, next week um, on a Sunday night. So she'll be at Forerunner, I believe, Forerunner Christian Fellowship. I, I was texting my son to find out. Did he text me back? And he didn't. Um, so I th- I'm probably 6 o'clock. Six, 6 o'clock is... is Kind of the time. The cool thing is that there'll be about a couple thousand people there. So I would encourage you guys to get there early. The second thing is that Convergence Worship is going to be doing the, our worship team is going to be doing the worship. So that'll be a lot of fun. Isn't that cool? And uh, I don't know if you guys know, they do have a CD, you know, so um, that we, we did, I think, last year. So uh, one of the songs, In the Sweetness, that you guys heard this morning, if you're new, that's, that's on. That's an original, right? And um, that's on the CD. So I always want to brag about our worship and our amazing team. You guys give it up. Let them know. That I appreciate them. I mean, they're not all here, but. So they're going to be, um, <clears throat> they'll be leading the worship next Sunday night at Forerunner. So just go and support them too. You know, when they come out on the stage, just clap really loud and, you know, just embarrass yourself, you know. Um, and then the other thing that's going to be really cool about that is they gave us a window to actually uh, talk about the school of ministry. And so, uh, isn't that cool? You guys can go ahead. That's awesome. And so, um, we don't know what kind of impact that's going to be, but that's going to be really cool exposure. And uh, so, Andrew will be uh, sharing about the school next Sunday night. We'll, Wendy and I will be in an airplane going to Philadelphia next Sunday. And so we're going to be taking B-School, which is all on Sunship, <laughs> um, in a week. So that's just that. But Andrew's going to do that. We're going to have a booth in the back, uh, and we're going to have people just come on up, and hopefully we'll get some, some interest from a revival crowd. So that'll be a lot of fun, right? So good things are happening. Yeah. Turn to the person next to you and say amen. Amen. Good things are happening. I covered that. I covered that. I covered this. I covered that. I said Romans 8, right? All right, so we, we want to cover that for sure, and then I want to kind of set the stage for today. Um, I'm trying to figure out, should I do Romans 8 right now? Well, I'll do that. I'll do Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. We, 
We, uh, we have been on this journey uh, regarding sonship. And remember um, that you could be a man and a woman and connect with God's heart in terms of sonship. You could be a man and a woman and connect to God's heart in terms of the bride. And so the bride is more about the affections uh, that the Lord has for us and our affection toward him. And so, you know where it says, um, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Um, I, I've always wondered, how do I love the Lord with all my heart? And the scripture says, in another place in scripture, it says, um, where, your, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So the heart loves what I choose to treasure. So if Jesus is the supreme treasure in my life, my heart will be drawn to Jesus in all his fullness. Does that make sense? It's really, where's the affection of my heart? Where's the affections of my heart? If my affections of my heart are drawn to, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then the heart will naturally go that direction. Does that make sense? And we have a lot of people who have affections in so many other places, and I'm constantly challenged just to make sure that Jesus is, like, number one in my life. And I just would encourage you along those lines. Just make sure Jesus is number one in your life. Don't get so introspective that you beat yourself up over it. Just say, just say Father, just pour the, your love into my heart and... I want Jesus to be number one. And it just seems like the love of the Father just comes with that whole, that whole thing. So, so we talked about loving the Lord with all of our heart. We talked about, we talked about um, this whole idea of sonship. Last week we kind of did a, a brief, you know, we did a flyby, you know, on, on sonship. And sonship is a massive, massive big deal. And it's, it's in Galatians, it's in Ephesians. Um, but, it's, but it's also um, cemented, if I could, that's the word I kind of came up with, cemented in the book of Romans. And I do believe that we're, on a, we're, we're in this, this stage prophetically that, um, that the world, I'll just say the world system, uh, and even all creation is waiting for the sons of God to arise. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of people who, are in our government systems and, and even in churches that are living from an orphaned heart. And, um, and I'm finding myself having far greater compassion for people than I ever have prior to my study on sonship. And for so many people, the choices that they're making and the behavior and how they're acting is really a result of a heart that has been orphaned from their spiritual father. And once they connect their heart to their spiritual father, everything changes. Are you guys in the room? Okay, I just, just wanted to make sure. So, so everything changes, and that's something to really begin to consider. Um, you know, Wendy and I, we, um, we I'll, I won't say the title, but we watched a movie a couple nights ago and I don't know if you saw the movie. I'm not going to give you the title of the movie. But if you saw the movie, you know what I'm going to talk about. 
You know what I'm talking about. So, so I don't know why I just feel led to, to spend a few minutes on this. But in the movie, it's about a musician and who never received the love of, of his father. You guys know what movie I'm talking about? It's a recent one, right? And I was, I was just, I've been, I don't, usually when I watch a movie, I go to sleep and I forget the movie. I'm just like that. Now, Wendy's going to have a hard time going to sleep if it's not a good movie. If it troubles her spirit, if it, you know, it has a minor chord in it, you know, if there's tension in the movie, you know, she's all about Hallmark, right? Any other people all about Hallmark? Okay, you know how it's going to end and you love it, right? You know it's going to end good, there's like warm fuzzies, you're going to just love the way it ends and, you know, just boom. I like a little tension in the, a movie, you know? And so, but I was, I was looking at this and, and I, I thought about it at night, I thought about the next day, just how broken this man was as, as a result of never having, the, his father never making a connection with him. And how literally he made billion, millions, if not billions, of dollars. He's traveled, he was one of my, one of my, I liked him when, in the 70s when he was a rock and roll dude. You guys know who I'm talking about now? All right, I, we saw Rocket Man, all right? So it's about Elton John, right? So there it is, all right? So I wouldn't recommend the movie, uh, personally. Sorry, I'm not being a movie critic. But, but really, the, the big thing out of that was just so his behavior and everything, the fallout of his career came out of, I believe, the rejection that he had from his dad at a very early age. And I think everything else spun out because of that. I mean, everything else spun out. And I was just watching that, and I was like, wow. The message of God as Heavenly Father, even when our earthly fathers might reject us, there's a Heavenly Father that will never reject us. I mean, never reject us. Regardless of what we do, he'll always be there for us. And there was this huge disconnect between, his original name wasn't Elton, but it was Reginald, I think, or Reggie, and his father. And I think out of that, we just see tragedy and drug addiction and alcoholism and you name it. And I think it all stems from that root system. And sometimes Hollywood can be prophetic. Um, and so I just want to, I just was, was hit by the power of our Heavenly Father who loves us. And I told Wendy, I said, if he only connected with Jesus, if he only, if he only got saved and he got connected with this Heavenly Father, all that, all that hurt could be removed instantly. And then there's room for forgiveness. Does that make sense? So this whole idea of sonship is, is just so massive, and, and this whole idea of, of the Father is so huge that he's not, he's not cold and distant, but he's near to us. So it says, let's just jump in in Romans chapter 12, therefore, brethren, verse 12, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 12, sorry, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, but if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 
For as many for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That, again, that's Aramaic, but it's the term or it's the affectionate term a child would use to his dad. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So, so Jesus redeemed us, brought us into sonship, and now we are children of God. Everyone say children of God. And I just don't want us theologically to grab a hold of that. I really, my prayer is that we actually grab a hold of that with our hearts. Because I can grab a hold of a bunch of things theologically with my brain. But this is, not about, this is not about just the brain. This is about the heart. This is about knowing in our heart that God truly loves us and that we're children. And not only are we children of God, we're actually joint heirs with Jesus. I mean, there's an heirship that comes with it. So that means that I don't have to perform. I just need to receive I just need to believe, and I just need to receive. But what about performance? I don't see it in Scripture. I see, I see good works, but that comes out of relationship. Right? You don't have much of a marriage if there's no love in the marriage, if it's just works. Then, it's, then you're, you're doing it out of duty. That's not God's best. But out of love for your spouse, you want to serve. You want her to be happy. You want him to be happy. There's something different when love is in the equation. Just want to make sure you're alive. For I consider, verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that which, which is revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. I think there's a prophetic flow in that. I feel like our identity is massive. Understanding who we are. I would encourage you, I know we're going to pretty much move past this study. We'll never, it'll always be part of who we are as a convergence family. But I want you to study the word. I want you to dive into this. I want you to open up Galatians and Romans and Ephesians and dive into who you are as a son and daughter of the living God. You are royalty, amen? Amen. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willing, but because of him who subjected in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption of the redemption of our body. So there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be a fullness to our sonship. It's kind of like sanctification, right? You're saved and you're being saved, right? So you're, you're conforming into the image of Jesus. 
we're sons and daughters of the living God, but there's going to be a day where we're going to step into the fullness of that reality. Wouldn't that be awesome? So he goes on to say, he goes on to say, you know, verses 26 and verses 28. And so like out of the, the foundation of this idea of sonship, this revelation of sonship, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then we can drift down into verse 31. What then shall we, shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him who loved us. Out of this foundation of sonship, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So this morning when I was getting ready, I've, I've been doing these things really super spontaneously as I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me. So I've been wanting to do this for like, I don't know, two months, month. And I always felt like I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be, I want it to be very meaningful. And I don't want it to be hokey. That makes sense? And I do believe in prophetic activation. I do believe there's an impartation. I do believe that the Lord can do something as when we do something, he meets us. So when we were at this, uh, when we were at a school, they did something in the middle of the, of the school. Now I'm not, I, I, I'm kind of a linear guy, you know, line upon line guy. And I shrink back when someone asks me to do something. I'm not, my, my wife is the, she'll leave her chair. You know, and she'll, she'll receive. And I'll like sit in my chair and say, the Lord can touch me right here. <laughs> like, I don't need to go up there. Anyone? Anyway, so, so that's kind of how I am. That's my, that's my tendency. So um, they were talking about uh, receiving the Father's embrace. And they said, well, you know, because this is, this is not, uh, they're, they're Pentecostal, but they're really kind of dialed down, which is wonderful. Um, <laughs> You bring pillows to these, these schools, pillows and blankets, and you can rest and lay down. We're not going to do that here on Sundays. But so anyway, he says, um, he was talking about the, uh, one of the lead people who are coming out of New Zealand and how he was a mountain man and he was super uh, independent, didn't even really like people. Uh, could, he's super isolated guy, loves being isolated, uh, that kind of a personality type. And so, but he was caving in, he got saved, but he was burning out. He was trying to do all the things that God required him to do because he's faithful. And he found himself just doing, 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 and, and really kind of leading nowhere. And he went to 
a guy named, I can't even remember his name, but he went to him, I think it was Jack Winter, and he went to him and he said, um, he said, I, I am just totally, I'm just totally fried. I'm burned out on Christianity. I'm burned out on doing all the works. I, and so he started talking to him about being a child. And I was sitting in my chair thinking, he's going to ask me to do something. I'm saying, you know, your first response is, Holy Spirit, you could touch me right here, man. So, um, so this guy asked, asked this gentleman, he said, he said, are you willing to become a child? And I'm thinking in my chair, I'm thinking, no. Um, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with the statement. I'm disagreeing with where I know it's going, right? So, so he says to him, he says, yes. He goes, he goes, are you willing to have me embrace you and you be a child? And I, and he said, yes. And I knew where it was going at that point. So he tells the story about how he was embraced. And the person who embraced him just said kind of prophetically to him, he says, um, my arms are the father's arms. And my heart's the father's heart. Will you allow me to just embrace you? And he, and he struggled with it too. He said, yes, I need breakthrough. So he did. Change, and the result was it changed his life. So... Then, the, then this was it. This was the, this was the, this is, I knew this was coming. Because you're not going to share that story for no reason. So he says, what we're going to do is we're going to line up. Oops, we're going to line up. And if you feel led, if you want to receive the Father's embrace, just come on up and let us hug you. And I was like, dang. I use the theological argument, I can receive the Father's love right where I'm sitting. But then I was thinking to myself, I'm at this A school, no one is here that really knows me, I'll just go up. So people were going up and I was standing there and so I walked up and, you know, we did the, you know, it wasn't long and it wasn't like, you know, you know, and there's another guy and he's kind of bigger than me and I'm like, (laughs) you know, and he's... He's holding me. And now it's been a year later. It's been a year later. And I still remember it. I still remember that embrace. Now I did it in straight up obedience. Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever know when the Holy Spirit kind of grabs you like this and says, You're going. And you have a choice to either to be obedient or not obedient. So I did. It's powerful. So this is what we're going to do. First of all, I want to preface it by saying there's absolutely no pressure for anybody to do this. Get it? Honestly. Because I know. Been there. I'm more often there than I'm not. Right? That's anyway. So what we're going to do, what I felt like the Lord said was, I want people that, you know how we used to do our like blessing tunnel, fire tunnel, right? So we're going to do it from this side. We're going to have you come through. And I want you to first, we're going to have three stations. First one, this is totally different than what we usually do on a Sunday morning. Believe me. Stand here because this represents the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is where you're placed as a son and a daughter. 
So God's not, the Father's not distant. He's not, it's not a straight line. It's like you step into the fellowship of the Trinity. That's where you're positioned. You don't have to stay here long. Just stand, just receive that. That's all, just receive it. Then I want you to pass up the orphan chair because you're all sons and daughters. So we're going to pass this up. And then I want you just to come over here and take a seat right here. And just receive that you're seated with him in heavenly places as a son. And then Wendy and I are right here. And if you choose, you can just go like this, sit down and leave. (laughs) I am totally okay with that. Like I would say, I get it, dude. Totally. But if you want to, we'll be there. You can come up. Women, go to Wendy. Men, go to, go to me. And we'll just give you like an embrace like I would give you an embrace in the lobby. It's not going to be like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be, it's going to be, man, and I'll just, whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to say, like, it'll be something simple like this is the Father's embrace. Right? You could do that. And then we're going to have our ministry team over here. And if you really need more ministry, just receive it. If you need healing in your body, if you need just whatever prayer, you guys can receive that or you can go to your chair or back to where you're seated. Does that make sense? Are you guys ready? All right, so I am praying for, I, I am praying for a supernatural encounter for every one of you. I believe that the Lord, the presence of the Lord is here. I believe the presence of the Lord is here. And I believe the presence of the Lord is here. And he's, he's going to meet you in those places. But I do believe in a simple prophetic act that puts you in fellowship with the Godhead visually moving into sonship, receiving the Father's embrace, and then wherever you feel like the Lord needs to, I don't know, find six other people and embrace them. In the meantime, I'm going to have Jordan and the team, amazing team, going to lead us in worship. So, let's all stand. Wendy's going to say something. So, if you are on the ministry team, um, we suggest that you go through this first, so maybe uh, if you would like to go through the, I mean, do the prophetic act, um, and then uh, our ministry, you know, then you'll be available for those who need prayer, and so there'll still be, like, the line and that kind of thing, because um, we have a, somebody that's overseeing uh, the ministry time. So does that make sense? Okay. And, of course, if you are on the team and you see that we have a really long line, We always ask that um, you help us out if you can. Thanks. And we're going to have Caitlin there and Gabs there just to kind of help you along. You might encounter, you might expect God to encounter you. Does that make sense? Like, but we want to kind of move the line through because there's a lot of people here. But I do feel like we need to step into that reality. Is that cool? All right. So go ahead. You guys can go on that side of the wall. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to call you out by sections or anything. If you feel like this is your opportunity to escape, you can escape. No one's going to, but if you really want to receive, we're going to receive right now in the name of the Lord.